Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh, no, sorry. I don't give it up to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to my podcast, though. with another solo episode it's been so goddamn long since i have recorded an episode on my own it may not seem like that long like maybe a month to you guys but i have not recorded an episode on my own probably in about a month and a half and that's a lot of time to be talking about other people and not me We always got to start it off with a good complaint. If you're wondering why I sound so shitty today, it's because I woke up with a cold. I have been heavily, heavily overworking myself lately. Update, job update, my actual paying job, not this that I also call a job. I'm working for the European Chamber of Commerce, doing their marketing, and I'm also training to be an art dealer. So there's my update. I'm not going to go into that because that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the messiest parts of life and that stuff is not that messy. It's just been a lot of work. And because I have been working like 15 hour days, I am just have gotten pretty sick. I have a cold. Um, I have been neglecting my self-care. So this is the perfect reminder to all of you to make sure you take a couple hours every day to relax and rest and take care of yourself so you don't end up sick like me um I wanted I was gonna start talking about other bullshit but I think that it is best if I just get into today's topic because I honestly want to do an episode that comes completely from the heart. I didn't write an outline for this episode at all. I just want to really have a genuine open conversation and be as honest as I possibly can on this platform. It's something I'm working on, um, not sheltering my stories or not leaving out details that are important. So I wanted to talk today about um, daddy issues. Daddy issues are the whole reason that I started this whole platform. I was in a place that I felt I had no one to turn to or talk to about my father's alcoholism. I like my mom was a great support system. I was able to talk to her, but what I mean is that I never heard stories that were like mine. People say, oh, my father's an alcoholic, but people don't really know what that means. So this episode is not just going to be if you have an alcoholic parent or an alcoholic father or a someone, your father has an addictive personality. I want to give issues on how to heal your dad I want to not making any sense I want to have a conversation about how to heal your daddy issues in a way that's applicable to everyone's situation 
of course, everyone's situation is different. There is going to be some issues that are deeper rooted and need intense therapy. And there's other things that are going to be just an off comment that really stuck with you that you just can't get out of your head and it's totally influenced your confidence, whatever it may be. I want to just have a conversation about daddy issues because this past year, this has been the main focus of my mental health journey is healing my relationship with my father, healing that relationship without having him there, to be honest. I reached a place that now I don't, I don't want to make it all about me. It's not a therapy session. So I'm just going to kind of give a quick little background. If you haven't heard my story before, I, as you may have collected, grew up with a father who was a severe, severe alcoholic, um, very seldom times that he wasn't absolutely wasted out of his mind which led to neglect and emotional abuse and um some other things that I'm still working through so we're not going to get into that but it really shaped who I was as a person and it became my whole narrative it consumed me. It upset me so much that it became the only thing that I associated myself with. And I really got comfortable in this victim place. I was okay being the girl who had the traumatic childhood. I was the, okay with the girl who was bulim- being the girl who was bulimic. I was okay being the girl who got sexually assaulted because if I wasn't going to be the best at anything, at least I would have been the best at being traumatized. But you can't live like this healthily and happily. Staying in that victim mindset will eventually catch up to you. And yeah, that's a little bit about my story. But like I said, I want to do an episode that's applicable to everybody's daddy issues. They don't have to be 10 out of 10 fucked up to hurt. And the reality of the situation is all of our fucking parents and our fathers in particular have fucked us up because at the end of the day they're men and we all know that men fuck up and this includes our dads and daddies (laughs) I think that we can also develop some attachment issues for sure from our sexual partners but we'll get into how those two correlate later it's like a whole different topic but I am going to talk a little bit about it just for some preamble for you so yeah we've all been disappointed by our dads at some point in our lives for me it was every second weekend every elementary school grad every high school grad because I had multiple of those (laughs) but yeah every award every achievement every breakup I was let down he wasn't there when I would have needed a I would have loved to have my father support me and tell me that He's proud of me. I've never heard those words come out of his mouth ever. Um, That would have been nice. But him not being there did not take away from one single part of every achievement I have gotten to. If anything, it added this extra air of holy shit, that's impressive coming from there to this. So I just want to 
emphasize that yes it's sad that your father wasn't there potentially or ruined a situation for you but him he was not the focus of that day this award this event this was your day and I want you to remember that this is your life whatever your father's behavior is does not impact everything you have achieved it doesn't take away from everything you have learned everything you have come to be so I just want to completely put that into our heads (laughs) I remember oh my god I was just kind of Right, because I haven't I haven't done an outline for this episode. So I was just kind of thinking back on my life with my father and you know, just all the times he let me down. And don't get me wrong, there are times I look back that were lovely. There are very few, but there are some. Um, but <laughs> just to give you an idea of my situation, I got my first broken bone at six months old because my father dropped me on the ground from his arms onto the ground at six months old so you have I have all of these photos from being a baby in a fucking cast on my left leg and now I have like weird hip problems and one leg is shorter than the other because while I was in major development thanks to my father I broke my fucking leg and now my mom says I was having like a panic attack and freaking out which is probably true but still don't fucking drop me anyways that was a pretty mean story as hell hopefully he never hears this actually fuck it this is kind of everything I hope he knows that has happened in my life as a result of his absence um but like I said our fathers manifest into our dating lives well I haven't said that but we were talking about our dads and daddies and how they connect and one thing I have learned through therapy and other meetings which I will talk about at the end is that when we have these codependent relationships on our parents which are sorry not codependent dependent relationships on our parents which are natural those are the people you should depend on as a child they are your protectors but we tend to date people that either mirror or couldn't be more different than our fathers now if you have a healthy attachment it's likely you will date someone like your father or seek out someone like your father you'll seek out someone who treats you with respect like they did your mother you will search for someone who I don't know likes basketball likes the outdoors I don't know um cooks good steak likes Italian wine I don't know but that's the kind of person you will seek out these are very good things to have in a relationship but then there is also the other side where you date if you date people that are like your father you were dating someone who is for us that have these intense daddy issues emotionally unavailable you end up with someone who 
tears you down. You end up with someone who doesn't show you a healthy kind of love because this is the only kind of love you were ever shown from male figures. So it's natural because this was told to you, oh, your father loves you. And this is how a loving father if you're told your father loves you and your father acts like that, you're going to associate that kind of behavior with the idea of love. And you are going to search that out in your other partners. Now, I like, like I mentioned, there is the opposite end where you date someone that couldn't be further from your father. And often when you had this healthy relationship with your father, you are not going to look for someone that couldn't be more different than your father because you see that it to be a good man and you associate healthy love with this man. But if you look for someone that couldn't be further from your alcoholic parent, this can be good, but it can also cause you to seek out other unhealthy characteristics potentially if you had a father that was absent you are going to seek out someone who is overly overly attentive maybe on bordering stalker because now you've conditioned yourself that the love I received as a child wasn't good and healthy so I'm going to go far as I possibly can to the other spectrum with someone who is obsessed with me, is love bombing me, who compliments me in every possible way, which doesn't seem all that bad. But these relationships are also aren't healthy. They're rushed. They are often short-lived. Um, we all know a strong flame burns quickly. It's really gross to think that we seek out partners that are filling the gap we may need because of our daddy issues but it's the same with guys and mommy issues too they're trying to fill that gap with their romantic partners it's just fucking human nature it's gross but it's fucking true for example i date older men i like to say that it's because i am mature and that i was forced to grow up quickly but really forced to grow up quickly equals didn't have a father and now I want one in a boyfriend <laughs> it's like it's really gross and really unhealthy like I'm obviously not subconsciously thinking oh I want a father and a boyfriend but I do think I would like someone who's mature and who's past all of this game playing because I can't handle much more emotional trauma I do want someone who has strong communication skills because I have learned these. I want someone who is whatever. I want a fucking older man. I'm giving all these excuses as to why I want one. And I just, and all these fake reasons, honestly, but really it would just be nice to have a man that's like secure, confident, older, more mature. And there's just, us girls just can't explain it. There's just something about an older guy. It's like guys with something about a younger woman. It's just human nature or our daddy issues. <laughs> um, yeah, but it is us just trying to subconsciously fill that hole. And another point is that when you don't have a steady father figure, there is no one to question the men you choose to bring home or the women you choose to bring home. 
I mean, for me specifically, my mom has been oh, so loving and accepted every boyfriend I had with open, open arms, which I love her for. And it has made dating very easy on me because I've never had to really worry about bringing a boyfriend home because I automatically know they'll get my mom's approval because she just loves everyone. If they make me happy, they make her happy. Whereas for many people with a normal, not, I want, I don't want to say normal, a traditional household, they have that father figure who's there to ask the tough questions and potentially either steer them away or scare them off. So the questions like, what are your intentions with my daughter? That intimidating kind of rapport that shows the man that you better stay in line and not hurt my daughter, or this isn't going to be an easy situation for you. When you have a single mom, that's not really a concern for the man. They probably are just like, oh, jackpot. Here's a girl with daddy issues who one probably doesn't have that much backbone. I don't know if guys actually think about this, but like I know that before I worked through my daddy issues, I had zero backbone, zero. And this is called codependency. So I would, I was living in a position where I would let everyone walk all over me. Someone asked me or even implied they wanted me to do something for them. I would have done it already time tenfold and this has come from the scary environment of living with an alcoholic um you want to do everything you possibly can to please all the time so that you don't wake this scary alcoholic in them um yeah so just as a childhood like little things like oh at white spot i like a, li- a little kid might like pick up the chocolate coin and eat it that's like something as a kid I would be very very terrified to do you know so it's little things like that that translate over into your adult lives and you end up doing absolutely everything you can to please your dating partners not only your dating partners your friends your other family members at least this is how it really manifested for me and it's again, led to unhealthy relationships on the other end of the spectrum where there was obsessiveness and control, but I didn't see it because I was always so perfect and never pushed back. I'm getting a little bit off track here, but the most important thing that I'm really trying to get out here is that you are not responsible for your parents' behavior. This took me years, I still work on it now, to accept. It is not your fault that your father decided to leave. There was nothing you could have done. If no one's told you this before, there was nothing more you could have done to change the situation you're in. Especially when it comes to your parents. Them leaving on your second birthday has nothing to do with you it has everything to do with their own state of mind their own problems their own issues and at two years old there's no possible way that anyone could have expected you or five years old or whatever it is to 
act accordingly to force a grown, grown ass man with 40 years of life experience under his belt to stay with a wife and kid that he wasn't willing to raise. There's no possible way that you could have put your parent in rehab as a little child. There's no way that you could have taken them, driven them to rehab, signed them up for rehab, paid for the rehab. There's no way you could have been a better child so that they would have decided to not take that one line or inject that one dose, whatever it is. The most important thing here is that you're not responsible for anything that happened to you as a kid. Not one. As an adult, that changes a bit. You know now how to act and how to help people and you have a good head on your shoulders and you have the resources to do so. But as a child, you that is the time in your life that you are supposed to be taken care of. And if you didn't get taken care of as a child, I'm really, really sorry. Because I know how hard that feeling is. And I know it takes years of healing to get to a place of acceptance. But try your best to mourn your younger self. I know it sounds like a crazy concept, but you are no longer your younger self. There are times when we might hop back into being nine-year-old, for me, nine-year-old Carissa, who is still really, really self-conscious with her body and is terrified that her father is going to show up at the door. Sometimes I might still hop into being that, being in the mindset of that child. But that is why adult me is there to help. This is like such a crazy concept, but your adult self can help your child self. So when you do hit a moment of, okay, like what point in my life did I feel these feelings that I'm feeling now? Where are these feelings coming from? Work through those and give yourself some compassion and some love for what you've been through and how the things you've been through are manifesting today. Because again, you are put in a position that you couldn't have changed and that you weren't responsible for. So just have some love for yourself and try your best to dive into those moments that are hard and understand why you're feeling the way you are. It might hurt in the moment, but I promise you that feeling will pass and I promise you you're going to learn and grow something and grow because of it. And that advice goes especially for those of you who have like absent parents, alcoholic or drug addict parents. Um, your parents had passed away. Um, yeah. For anything, really, I'm sure that or I hope that something I've said has clicked with you and you can learn to apply it in your situation. Um, another thing I want to talk about is just like support. So like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I started this podcast because I didn't have a place where I heard someone talking about their daddy issues or their estranged relationships with their fathers. And I have 
gained an immense amount of like my own support through this. It helped me in a different way than I thought it would. I thought I would actually receive, I guess, more external support for what I've been through, but I actually gained a lot more compassion for myself. Saying the things I do out loud about myself really puts me in an outside perspective and like, wow, like you really have done all that. You've really been through all that. But support is essential for what you're going through. And honestly, I think it's kind of essential to have someone there that understands what you're going through. It's so nice to have friends that are going to willing to listen and willing to give you the advice they can. But it's not the same, of course, as getting advice for, from someone who has been in that position themselves. So I want to kind of open your ideas to support groups. This is something that I don't think our society take, takes enough advantage of. We are so quick to jump to counseling, which is, don't get me wrong probably the best resource you can have to deal with these things, but it's not always a completely accessible resource. So I want to talk about support groups. I have recently started, hopefully this is helpful for anyone who um, has an adult or an alcoholic parent. Um, I've recently started ACA, which stands for Adult Children of Alcoholics. And this is a support group where we basically meet once a week. I can't share any of the details of what happens in the meetings, but we meet once a week and just discuss our past traumas, share, and we also go through some coping techniques and we read books that may be helpful to what we're going through. And you just meet some interesting people and hear they put their stories, put your stories into perspective. And I know that there's similar groups for drug parents children who have drug addict parents or even I there I know there are groups for people who if you identify with that codependent relationship I was talking about where you are always trying to please I know there are groups for that there are support groups for everything if you need help finding them shoot me a dm and I'm happy to help you research um more than happy I would be so stoked if I got any messages from anyone looking for some help so please don't hesitate on that but It encourages people to deal with their problems. And that's what I'm also encouraging you to do here today is just do your best to not ignore everything that has come up in this conversation and dive into it and see why you're feeling the way you are. I think that you are probably more ready than you think you are to let this go it's taken me forever but it seems like such a fucking mountain to get over having parental issues and I'm not saying that they're going to be solved like this um, but I am saying that you can get a little bit closer to the top of the mountain every day and when you look down back up how far you come you're going to realize how quickly you got to the top, if that makes any sense. Like, you're going to be like, oh, shit, like, I've come so fucking far because I have worked slowly and slowly and slowly and slowly to overcome this mountain. And don't get frustrated when you're with yourself when you aren't ready to forgive or forget. There are many stages of what I'm talking about with, I guess, grieving absent parents or 
grieving the parent that hurt you, I guess, even if they have changed. Um, for me, it went hurt first. I was um, automatically so hurt by everything that happened as a result with my father, just these feelings of not feeling good enough. Like I was a worthless child because my father didn't want to stay. These feelings of responsibility, these feelings of just sadness that he didn't want to be in my life. There was so much hurt from so many different places and just like not to mention the feeling of feeling scared. Um, That's the most natural way to feel. And then next you get angry. I went through that stage where I was like, oh, fuck this guy. Like, I don't want anything to do with him. I don't want a single message. I don't want a single phone call ever again. He's out of my life. I don't want to ever, ever hear from or about him again. That was the stage I was in. And now I'm in a place that, a place of understanding, I guess, a place of acceptance where it still hurts that I'm not going to have a relationship with my father before he dies, or I most likely won't. But I understand now that I was not having a relationship with a full functioning human being. The person I had a relationship with was extremely, extremely sick. I was speaking with someone that didn't have the capacity to understand or care for me. He had drank so much that there just was no conscious or not even conscious. What's the word I'm looking for? There was no. I don't know, like his thoughts just didn't make, like they didn't make any sense. He started, it's almost like hallucinating, you know, you're talking to someone that isn't there. And so once I realized that I was just, I was dealing with an illness more than I was dealing with the person who gave birth to me, because that was the side I'm shown more. Um, that's when I realized that I'm never going to be able to have this relationship with this person, but I can still love them and I can still wish them the best from afar and hope that one day they get better, but not wait for that day anymore. Not, um, yeah, not wait for that day anymore and not dictate my present and future because of how someone acted or reacted in the past it will always shape who I am but it doesn't have to shape who I want to become if that makes sense deep deep shit I was going to go on to talk about some things like anal sex and (laughs) calling men daddy and um the whole erica jane scandal (laughs) but i think that i am going to leave that for now because that was heavy it was a lot and i want you guys to sit down and just write for a little speak for a little meditate on everything i just talked to you about and Start to try to heal your inner child because our inner child has been hurt by someone in some way. And 
this will definitely help to heal the adults that you have beautifully become into. But I know anyone listening to this is still a fucking absolute mess. And yeah, um, send your comments, questions, concerns coming about daddy issues. I would love to hear them. I'd love to talk about this topic. Um, Something I still work through every fucking day. I didn't even know if I was ever or when I was ever going to put this episode out because I didn't think I had a good handle on it. But I feel like I do these days. So um, make sure you... I hear my mom listening. She's listening outside my door. And there she goes. I make sure you subscribe on Apple and on YouTube. Oh my God, on YouTube. Every time I go to look at my YouTube views, my heart breaks a little bit more. And I can't do a podcast with a broken heart. I can't. If I'm not alive, I can't do the podcast. So rate me five stars. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow the Instagram. Follow me. I got a lot going on these days. And I got a really cool guest on next week. She's been on Forbes. Been in Forbes. She's been on Netflix. She's been on HBO. She's an entrepreneur. It's really a fucking good episode. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And stay messy. And thank you for listening to my thoughts. I love you. Bye.